0: Hello and welcome, I'm Bonnie and I'm Lily and this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. You're giving away our secrets, we're supposed to save that for later.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my, um, well we'll just call that a bit of a two off. And you know what? I find they always do a really awful screeching noise when you move the files around. I feel like we're opening up some trauma here. For yeah, you. I don't
0: know what it is. Like, You need to be around better filing cabinets. Oh.
1: Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about physical paperwork.
0: (laughs) Ooh,
1: Yes, I feel your pain. (laughs) We're going to talk about the different kinds of paper we all have, the ways it enters our home, plus learn an amazingly simple system to make sure you never miss a bill deadline again. Woo. (laughs) We'll also let you know what systems we use in our homes to stay on top of our paper flow. That's right. We'll take
0: you from Buddha woo. I don't know what's going on with me. I don't drink coffee, but I'm just feeling really jazzed to be talking about paper, which is funny because paperwork absolutely sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It so does. That's so true. So with paperwork, this episode is obviously going to dive into how to address it and make your life better because paperwork, whether we like it or not, is a part of our daily life Mm. and it is constantly entering our house. A few weeks ago, I ordered a package online and you, you don't even think about that. Like I ordered a play mat for my son. In fact, I did a little video of it and threw it up on our Instagram about how paper enters the house, even in really subtle ways. And the box, when I opened it up, had uh, instructions on how to clean it. It came with this little motivational card. So when simple things like that even come into your house, you have to sit down and make a decision about what you do with paperwork. And if you don't have a system in place, it becomes overwhelming Really, really quickly.
1: If you don't have time, right then and there, you make that decision of, I'll deal with that later. And then, of course, your future self goes, oh, thanks very much, past Bonnie. Why did you do that? Because now I have this huge stack of like packaging and papers that really, if I had had just made a decision at the time, it all would have gone into the recycling bin anyway.
0: Yes. I guess I have a little confession of mine. I have a little pile of paperwork on my desk at the moment. So I have a teeny little desk. It starts the way it always starts. You put one thing down and mm. you're like, I'm going to get to that. And it's just mm. one thing. And then before you know it, the next day, it's a second thing. Mm. And it's like, oh, no, I'll get to those at night. And then it's a receipt. And then it's something else. And before you know it, this stack has been sitting there for a few weeks and I just keep putting things on top of it, like being like, no. And then I move the stack around the room. Oh, so you're like, shuffling. Oh, yeah, I'm a shuffler. So I pick up the stack and I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to put it somewhere where it's so obnoxious and annoying that I have to deal with it. I love that. <laughs> but then I'll move it from that spot when it's obnoxious and annoying. And so this this pile is I'm thinking about it and it's still sitting there and it's annoying me but – I've convinced myself that I'm too busy with other things to stop and address the pile and then continue on my work.
1: Well, you know what your homework is this week, don't you? Yeah, I think I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about the different types of paper and how they come into our house because there's lots of different types of paper and people can get really hung up on, Oh, but I don't have that type of paper. Everybody's got paperwork. It just Mm. comes in in so many different forms. So it might be mail that's come in the letter, so snail mail. It might be emails that people are printing. Like maybe you feel like having it in digital form is not actually good enough so you print it out as well. So forms and scripts is another way that paper comes in. Like maybe you're going through a medical thing at the moment and you've got some medical forms that you need to fill out or like for us at the moment we're filling out some OT forms for our Miss 4 and oh my gosh, they are... Lengthy, mm. and that's occupational therapy. Occupational right? therapy, yes. So uh, there's those sorts of forms that come in. You get notices from school, yes. And from excursions kindy. and yes. All different kinds of things. yes. Like every time there's a tuck shop day at kindy, they send home a form, and then there's a an envelope to send the money back for, and and so like there's all these different ways. And you you think about if you go to a conference or if you go to a work event or some sort of expo.
0: Yeah, expos I think are a big one. I went Mm. to the Eco Expo last year. You know, you have your bag and people are constantly handing out pamphlets and brochures and things. And I'm looking at this information and thinking, I'm not going to use half of this. But there's something that you also think, oh, but I just want to hold on to that bit of information.
1: Suddenly I've got like a bag full of stuff and it comes home. But then where does it go? I think it's that fear factor why we hold on to things because it is that whole, What if there's that one piece of information that will change my life? And Mm. especially if you're someone who say you're going on that eco journey and you want to be better at the eco life, you might think I've got to hold on and I've got to read thoroughly all of this information and all of these pamphlets because I want to do better. And what if the one thing that gives me that aha moment is in there?
0: And the point is with paperwork is the reason it's paperwork is such an issue for so many people is because paperwork is important. There is often important information in your paperwork, but what we need to do with that information is file it appropriately so that when we need to know something, we can access that information really quickly so that it doesn't overflow and clutter our house. So paperwork's always going to be a problem. So today we're going to talk more about how we can address that.
1: One of the things that's really important when people have paper come into the house, is to actually do a quick sort first. And quick tip, if you're getting snail mail, get rid of the envelope, get rid of the pamphlets, the PDFs, all those things that come with it, because they're all online. No one's going to read them anyway. Like, Who's got the time to read the PDFs? I mean, really? Mm. I know we should read the PDFs and things though. Yeah, you totally should. <clears throat> None of us speak, do it. Speak to your accountant <laughs> about that. Uh, <laughs> but If you get rid of the envelope and you get rid of any of those pamphlets that come, you've already gotten rid of 50 to 75% of the clutter that's come in with that bill. So that's already reducing what you have to deal with by a significant amount. And I think the next thing that's really important is actually work out with all the papers that you have in your house, what kind of category does it fit into? So is it an important to be actioned category? Is it leisure? So something you just want to read like a magazine? Is it something you need to move into record keeping? Or is it something that's part of a project, like you're about to build a new house so you've got plans that have come in or engineered drawings that need to be approved? So I think if you sort it into one of those four categories, it actually helps you make a bit more of a decision about what you should do with it.
0: So if you're at home and you're thinking, I don't even know where to begin with your paperwork, like Bonnie just said, simply start by dividing it into those four different categories to then further sort it, do that first stage of sorting. So important to be actioned, Leisure, record keeping,
1: and projects. And the other thing about paperwork that is kind of like a bit of a light bulb moment is that your paperwork actually needs to be further divided into short term and long term filing. Such an interesting idea. You've got all this stuff that comes in. Okay, I need to pay this bill. I need to return this excursion form. I need to take that script with me to that place. Those are the things that you need to do something with. They're papers to be actioned in some way. And then you've got the long-term filing, which is I don't actually need to look at this anymore unless I need to apply for a loan or unless I need identity points or something like that. So that's where you divide it into let's have a system – for our short-term papers, and then let's have a system for our long-term filing. And once you do that, that's like, oh yeah, of course, it makes a whole lot of sense. Let's talk about long-term storage. Mm -hmm. So what does everybody think of when we talk about paperwork and storage? A filing cabinet. Mm, A heavy, rusty hard to open. (laughs) Wow. Filing cabinet Is it in a dark room? Is there ominous
0: music in the background? There's cockroach poo for sure. Oh, (laughs) the filing cabinet, I think it is something that you could argue both sides of whether you need a filing cabinet today. And I, and this is going to be divisive, but you and I are both pro-digital. So we like to put everything that can be online. Because you're giving away our secrets. <laughs> We're supposed to save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh my. Um, well, we'll just call that a bit of a teaser. Uh, but no, truly like with a, a filing cabinet, you don't need, unless you're a unique circumstance, you don't need a mega filing cabinet no. for a bunch of stuff. Yes, there are documents we do need to keep physically,
1: uh, but you'd be surprised at how little space those actually take up those documents. But the ring binders is the second system. And this is actually one that i probably prefer because I just feel like it's easier to see everything. And I love that you can color code ring binders. Oh, lo- on the outside. Yeah. yeah. So say you've got a, a business and then you've got personal stuff, you can color code and say, okay, all my business stuff is going to be green. All of my personal stuff's going to be yellow or blue or whatever. And then you can see at a glance, okay, I need business stuff. So I'm going to pick a, pick the green folder and you can do the same thing for your kids. So if you, say, had a ring binder for each of your kids because they had mm, a lot true. of paperwork, you could say, okay, this kid is green, this kid is blue, this one is purple. And it just makes it so much easier visually to be for your brain to make that connection of, yep, yeah, that's the colour I need. That's interesting. I'm a
0: very visual person, but I actually prefer the filing cabinet drawer. Why is that? I don't know. Something about the ordered system with the tabs on the top. Is it about seeing the the labels, do you and think? And then you pull it pull it out and then I can Physically handle all the paper, maybe. Maybe mm. it's quite a tactile thing. Mm. But I also like I, I. don't know. Putting things in and out of sleeves and ring binders and things like that, or yeah. hole punching. Yeah, it's um not my jam. When I was younger, and this is something that I think actually is a good long term filing system for teenagers, especially, is when you first start working and you first start getting identification and paperwork. You don't have a whole bunch. Mm. I think an expander file yes. works really well for them. Yes, because. And, and this is maybe where I like develop that like for that system because I originally started with that system mm. because it's really visual but it's small and contained and if you move you can, you know, take it easily with you I suppose as well. But, yeah, just the that kind of system works really well and I think that's something that if you're
1: trying to sort out filing for a teenager, they can be totally accountable and responsible for their paperwork. And you know what? Those expander files are really good as well for – the school years for like your school reports and stuff. So if you want to give your kid their school reports as part of their memory box or something when they move out, you can actually use that expander file and say, okay, this is prep, this is grade one, grade two, let's have the reports for that year in there, maybe put the school photo in there, maybe a couple of pieces of artwork or memorabilia. And then at the end of grade 12, it's like, here you go, there's your school folder. So we should talk about the pros and cons
0: of using each of these options.
1: Yeah. So I think for a filing cabinet, um, it's that seeing the label thing that you talk about is a mm. pro, definitely. Con is definitely the rusty. Well, it just factor. takes up they take up a huge amount of space. Yeah, they do. They're and
0: big. that then that also comes down to our number one thing that you do before you organize is declutter first, mm. right? Do you actually
1: need three drawers? And you know what? I find they always do a really awful screeching noise when you move the files around. I feel like we're opening up some trauma here for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it
0: is. Like. You need to be around better filing cabinets. Oh, yeah, but like most of the
1: clients we work with have got old, old filing cabinets.
0: Yeah, yeah. and look, but I do really feel there is a place for a filing cabinet. I can tell it's definitely not your jam.
1: I can tell you love it and that's cool,
0: man. I don't love filing cabinets. I'm just not anti-filing cabinets. Do you have one next to your bed? (laughs) No, we don't, but we do. We actually have a a filing cabinet and I couldn't even tell you what's
1: in it. Ah, yeah. So, work my- number two. No.
0: <laughs> I've already got time, so much on my plate this week.
1: <laughs> so, ring binders. The pros are definitely visually; mm, it's yeah. easy to see, and they're they're easy to grasp as well. And you can get thin ones and all that sort of stuff. If you're, if
0: aesthetic is really important to you as well, and your filing system is exposed, mm. I think ring binders are beautiful because you can make it look really pretty in your space and and functional. And that's what we like.
1: There's so many color options. So Mm. if you didn't want to color code, you could actually just say, okay, well, I've got a mustard accent in my room. So I'm going to pick yellow ring binders to go with the yellow mustard accent that I've got in my decor. Yes, for sure. Totally. Ikea would love it.
0: And then the expander file, the pros and cons there. Well, I think depending on where you are in your stage of life, if you've only got a small amount of paperwork or you're using it for a set filing system, for a, it can be really handy to use something like mm. that.
1: Oh, definitely. The other thing that a lot of people ask is how long should I keep my paperwork for? And if this is you and you feel like you're holding on to things because you don't know how long you should hold them. On, hold on to them for, our advice is to actually ask your accountant or your tax planner or your financial advisor. Um, otherwise, look at your local government website. So, mm-hmm. here in Australia, we have the ATO and Even on the ATO website, they actually have a disclaimer that the advice is general in nature and that you should check with your tax planner. The ATO has that. The ATO has that. Everyone's trying to cover their bottoms. Everybody is trying to do a bit of covering um, and so are we. So, we're not telling you to get rid of anything if you don't want to get rid of it until you've talked to your personal tax planner or your financial advisor. Yes, if you're
0: currently incinerating all your paperwork, just feeling really inspired, (laughs) please stop. A board <laughs> mission. <laughs> Make sure you know what you're getting rid of. So the other thing to think about with your long-term storage, like we've given a few options here, is the you simply need to just pick a system for your long-term storage and then stick with it.
1: Yes. The real problem comes when we try ring binders and it doesn't work for whatever reason, probably time-wise, and then we decide, oh, we'll get a filing drawer because that's what people do. And then, oh, we might try this expander file or we'll just have this stack of paper in a box. You know, we'll get one of those big archive type boxes that we use for our archiving and we'll put our paperwork in there.
0: And I think that comes down to the decision-making. Like it's hard, you're committing to a system Mm. and it's hard to know what is the best system for how to store my paperwork And so you do just keep dabbling in different things and then it ends up being quite messy and overwhelming.
1: Yes, if you are going to switch from one system to another, that's fine, but make it intentional and get rid of all the stuff from the old system because when you've got things spread out over a couple of systems, then you're in a real mess and that's when you end up going, I don't know where this should go anymore.
0: So let's talk about short-term storage options.
1: Yes. So I love the short-term storage options. Um, We've got a thing that we call the daily paper flow drawers at Little Misorganized. And I talk about this one a lot when I do workshops and everybody goes, I love it. And the great thing about it is you can really adapt it depending on what your circumstances are. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is basically one of the systems that you can implement and it's not the only system. So if this doesn't work for you, there's a couple other systems that we'll talk about that you can try. But it's basically a desk organiser. So it's a 5 drawer organiser. Those plastic, like they're often in plastic. Yeah, plastic drawers. I like the clear ones. I was about to say clear is good because you can see what's in them. Yeah, and then it goes a bit nicely. Like some of the ones that you get from the cheap stores, you know, they're really bright crazy colors and if bright crazy colors are your your jam like go for it That's but if fine. you want
0: that like neutral a- aesthetic in your yes, office yes yeah, yes so it's good.
1: grab the five drawer organizer and then stick um, an in tray on the top and there you go there's your system ready to go with a couple of labels Bam, you're ready. So in tray is obviously where everything comes in. So when you put the mail that's come in, the excursion form, the tickets for the opera, all that sort of stuff.
0: So yeah, not on your coffee table,
1: not on Mm -hmm. the mantle, not where the keys are, not
0: on the kitchen bench, not on the dining table everything goes straight into that in-tray.
1: Yeah, even your receipts. So if you're someone who stuffs your receipts into your pockets or your wallets or whatever, pop it into your in-tray as well. And then your first draw is like your urgent to-do. So this is the very important, I need to make some action on this in the next couple of days sort of thing. And the thing that I do when I go through my in-tray is I'll actually have a highlighter and I'll highlight, okay, this bill needs to be paid by this due date and it's this much and if you're super organized you might even add yourself a reminder to your smartphone so that you do in your calendar yeah so that you've added that um as well you know, making these tools work for us, not against us. Yes. So that's your first draw. Then your second draw is uh, your non-urgent to-do. So this might be, oh, there's something coming up at school in in next term. So here's a note about it, but you need to keep the note because you need to take the note back or something like that. Yes. So that's more like your projects draw. So your non-urgent to-dos. Then your third draw is your to-scan or your to-file draw. So if you're digital and you don't have time to scan stuff straight away, this is the draw where you put things that you're going to scan, or if you're a physical paperwork person, this is where you put your filing stuff that needs to be filed. Now, the most important thing is what happens when that drawer gets full. Mm -hmm. It's filing time. That's right. This is not Mother Nature's way of challenging you to see if you can squish five more pieces of paper in before it breaks. And that's what a lot of people think it is. Like, I can just get one more piece of paper in here.
0: But it's a boundary. It says, you know, up until this point, you have got time on, you know, time's on your side. You don't have to deal with that right now, but you will have to soon as it builds up and up and up. And then eventually you can't fit any more in. And that doesn't mean we just start putting things around it. It's 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 a cue. It says, okay, this weekend or, you know, even today, if I have the
1: time, I'm going to make time and I'm going to address that. Yes, that's exactly right. So then the fourth draw is the to read if time draw. So this is where the leisure material goes in, the magazines, the parenting articles, the pamphlets that came from the expo, that kind of stuff. This is the stuff that we read once we've done all of our work because we need to do our work and then get our reward afterwards.
0: What's interesting as well is if you keep a lot of things in this leisure drawer over a period of time and you know that they're in there and you realise you don't actually read them, did you actually need that clutter anyway?
1: That's exactly right and it's so interesting. Just like the to file drawer, people will let the leisure drawer build up and build up and they know that they need to actually read through it but they don't actually make the time or maybe they really don't want to actually do it. So I encourage people, we'll just pick one thing out of the drawer every day and as you're lying in bed at night, Read one of them, and then you can discard it or do something else with it if you need to action it.
0: All comes back to being intentional.
1: Oh, it definitely does. And then the last draw is the upcoming events draw. So this is where you put uh, the tickets to go to the opera or to whatever event you're going to, but you don't want to carry them around you in with your diary. You need them to be safe. You need to know that when you go to that medical appointment, you've got that form that you need to have. Like how bad is it turning up? And they say, oh, have you got the form? And have you got think, your referral? Yes. And it's like oh, – oh. Nope, uh, it's on my
0: desk. <laughs> sorry about
1: that. <laughs> I've always – no, not anymore, but I used to really struggle with where do I put those referrals? Like do I put it next to my car keys so that I remember to take it? Do I have it in my car? Since having a baby especially,
0: I – trying to think of all the extra things I have to take every time I leave the house yes I feel so accomplished if I only forget one thing now (laughs) instead of forgetting nothing I'm like oh well done you know I've compromised (laughs) with myself on that front progress not perfection (laughs) exactly right so one of the things I want to mention about your system which I love this whole desk organizer I think it's really practical and I can see why people have that aha moment because we're all looking for something simple the paperwork's come in and I know I need to get to it I know there's important stuff in here I know I probably don't want to address some of this stuff. I know I will have to eventually. What do I do with it? Desk organizer is perfect. One of the things I'd point out is especially when you're talking about the drawer that has the important bills and things to pay. Some of us are really visual and once something slides into a drawer, it, it's almost like we're sliding it into a part of our brain where we know it's likely we'll forget it because we're not having it at the front of our brain. It's like it's being filed away. Yeah. And this is where it's important to find something that works for you. So if you're going to use a filing system like this and you know that you would have that tendency to not hold on to that, or even like when we talk about the mental load a few episodes ago, you want to be having, freeing up less space in your brain, then yes, you definitely need to be incorporating uh, a system on your phone to remind you for bills. So if a bill comes in and you're highlighting it and you're writing on it and you're sliding it into that drawer, if you're not the type of person who can remember that that bill is in there and needs to be paid, put a a reminder in your phone. Honestly, it's one of those things that where it's, you know, where we do easy now, hard later. So just enter it into your phone so that you don't have the hardship later on of going, oh crap, I'm paying a late fee now. I think that's why a lot of people like cork boards and things like that. Like I'm actually really like that. If I know something is due to be paid, seeing it up there reminds me that it needs to be paid, but I actually visually don't like
1: it. Because mm, it looks messy and it's like another reminder of, oh, I've got to do that. Yeah.
0: And also it's, it's kind of like when you think about the psychology of it, when you're constantly walking past things that have like to-dos on it, it can be hard to switch off and and go into leisure mode at home.
1: This is why you should never have paperwork in your main bedroom because how can you Relax in there. And have intimate times with your partner. Unless, unless you're looking at the bills that need to be paid. Unless that's what paperwork gets you going. <laughs> and I'm yet to meet a person like that, that's
0: for sure. So that's just one system anyway. So like this is the system that you use and you've seen work for many, many families, but there are other options out there as well.
1: Yeah. So if you are that more visual person doing something like that magnet board or the pin board, I don't like pin boards because pins are sharp and especially with young kids, they're a bit of a swallowing hazard and stuff like that. So I much prefer a magnet board because I think it's safer. Um you can make magnet boards really pretty as well. Yes, yes, that's that's very true. The other thing you can do is like a vertical desk file. So it's like one of those wire stands that looks like you should be able to put your cookie trays in there and you use manila folders to kind of do the same sort of thing. So that's another option as mm, well. I love
0: those I um, love those on a desk, yeah.
1: And then of course, um the favourite of many people is the leaning pile of pizza. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, they all get to it. Yes, yes. <laughs> or you just watch
1: it and see how many how yeah. much can I stack on this pile? It's a bit like when you've got the recycling bin that's full and you don't want to be the one to empty it. And so you just think, if I can just stack this one last thing on it and it doesn't fall over, I don't have to take
0: yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does that happen everywhere else too? Yeah, yeah, it's not just your house. <laughs> yes. No, that's happened in literally every house I've ever lived in. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think <laughs> it's a thing. It's real. Okay, mm. so
1: it's time for this week's Clutter Confession, but when we come back We're going to talk about what to do with receipts, how to dispose of sensitive documents properly, and what systems Lily and I use to keep on top of paper clutter.
0: Clutter confessions.
1: (laughs) Hi, my clutter confession is that I collect
0: animal skulls and bones. With these, I decorate my home and I've recently discovered that I enjoy painting them and yeah, it's just probably pretty commonplace for my husband and I. We live on a farm rurally and it's just a good way for us to honour the animal's life. So that's my clutter confession. That's a really cool clutter confession. I've had some people in my life who are artistic like that where they take basically animal remains and make things out of them. So I have a really cool pair of earrings and they, um, a friend that I lived with in New Zealand, she she's an amazing artist and she works with beads and string and makes beautiful jewelry. And when a porcupine in the States would get run over, uh, she had like a certain time window for which she would pluck the quills from it. Because if you leave it too long, then the quills are no good. And also it's pretty rank. And I'm slightly grossed out already. I know. <laughs> anyway, so she pulls the quills off, and she was su- she was such a um, she's an amazing artist, and she cleans out the inside of each quill because they can actually hollow out, mm. and then she weaves them into jewelry with beads and things like
1: that. That is like your ultimate recycling and repurposing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. Upcycling with animals, <laughs> and I really like the fact that they're celebrating and honoring the animals' lives in such a cool way. Yeah. So we
0: want to hear your clatter confessions, anything weird, wacky, wonderful, any item in your house that you've had on to that other people might go, oh, that's a little bit weird. That's a little bit odd. We want to hear about it. Jump on over to our Facebook page, Little Home Organized Podcast. And all you need to do is just send us a message on the page. So you just hit the message button and send it as a voice message. And then we will get to play it on the podcast. And don't worry, we keep it anonymous.
1: Okay, so we're going to keep talking about receipts now because receipts is one of those things where a lot of people really struggle. What do I do with them? How long do I keep them for? Where do they go? All that sort of thing. So I want to know, what do you do with your receipts? Me?
0: Well, I've actually got a pretty great system in place for receipts and that is they go digital.
1: Ooh. Straight away, everything, baby. Everything though? Like, Do you do your you know $10 supermarket receipt? Oh, no. I don't
0: keep that. Okay. Oh, is that what you mean as well? Well, like it's all, it's a, it's a receipt. It's a receipt. Okay. So basically, it goes into two categories, right? Bin or important. Okay. Basically, if I think a receipt is something that I may need to come, you know, I bought a piece of clothing and I think, oh, just in case I need to do something with this receipt, then I need to make it digital. Um, and if not, and if it's just my grocery shopping, then I just chuck it in the bin. Because to be honest, like if something happens with your grocery shop and you were to get home and go, oh, I don't have this item or, oh, this item's already moldy and I didn't know when I bought it or something like that. You, You can, they're pretty, the shops are great. Like you can take yes. it back and be like, hey, big supermarket chain this product is not up to standard and they'll go, no worries, we'll replace it. And I don't think you need a receipt necessarily to do that. So for me, when I come home, I chuck it. Also fuel vouchers, depending on where you shop, a lot of them are automated onto the rewards cards that you have for that grocery store. So you don't even need to keep them to get cheaper fuel necessarily, depending on where you shop and where you live as well. So that's another reason why that goes in the bin. And then if I need to keep it because of the just in case, then it goes digital and it goes digital because if it's important especially if it's a big ticket item i need to have a copy of that receipt but more importantly receipts fade oh yes and if you if you don't have a good filing system and even if you do even if you put it inside a, a container inside a drawer mm. depending on the quality of the ink and the paper that that it's usually it will fade year. Yeah, and I guess like a little tangent to go on as well just really briefly is that there's actually chemicals that Mm. are in those papers Mm. that are not great for us and that we touch with our fingers and go into our skin. So that's like another reason to be handling them as minimally as possible. So do your shopping, get your receipt, scan it and then ditch it. And the way I scan it is I have Dropbox which is like an online cloud-based filing system and all you do is literally open the app hit the scan button, hold it over the top of your receipt, hit the capture button, and it turns it into a a file like you've done it through a fancy printer. It is so simple. You write your file name and you click save wherever you want to save it within your filing system on your phone, done.
1: The other thing I wanted to talk about is what to do with the papers we don't need anymore, especially because they've got sensitive information on there. And despite what a lot of people think about cloud storage and online storage and things like that um, being making us more vulnerable to ID theft and stuff like that. The studies actually show that people rifling through your bin is still the most prevalent for ID theft and stuff like that. Yep. So that makes it even more important to make sure that you're disposing of your sensitive stuff Carefully. The correct
0: way. Yeah. yeah. And don't let this put you off either. Like don't let the, oh, I, I want to sort my paperwork, but then I don't know what to do with all the stuff. If I do go digital or if I do downsize, like don't let that be the barrier that stops you because it, it can be really simple. And even if you, you know, get it, all sorted and in, 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 up in a garbage bag. That's a big step towards decluttering your papers.
1: Yes, and I do have a solution for the people who are freaking out about their sensitive data being shredded or ripped up, and that's an ID stamp. It is so simple; like it's a ten-dollar device you can buy from a stationery store, and it basically rolls over like you would one of those, um, you know, kids' inky roller stampy mm. things. That was a really good description, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. I got there. Yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so you use this ID stamp and you basically just roll it over once or twice over the sensitive information, your name, your address, your credit card details, whatever it might be, and you can't read it anymore. It's completely blacked out. It's like when you get your pin number for your new credit card and it's got all that oh, funny- okay. I've never heard of this. The letters and stuff over it. Oh, I love it. I keep it in my apron, my work apron. So it's blank. You're not putting more information on the page. You're putting a, a stamp. On the page, so it's a rolling stamp of so it's random almost like painting over it. Yeah, it's right. It's random like letters and <laughs> squiggles and okay. stuff.
0: At first, I thought it like had your address and information on the
1: stamp, and then you were just like really claiming the paper by rolling <laughs> your information out over even more. And I was
0: thinking, oh, I don't know if that defeats the purpose yeah. of shredding um, it.
1: And it's better than using like a sharpie or a nico because you can still kind of read through those because it's all just one kind of constant color but with the id stamp the way that they're designed it's just putting bits here there randomly and so you can't actually read any information Uh, underneath it anymore i mean for ten dollars yeah if that's something you're concerned about do it yeah it's it's really worthwhile they're they're a great investment um and i think once you've set up your paperwork systems you only really need like five or ten minutes a day to maintain it and this is the biggest thing like people get really overwhelmed with the thought of decluttering and organizing their paperwork. But once you've actually got the system set up, it's really super easy.
0: No one's denying it's a big job to get paperwork sorted when you've, you know, got 20 years behind you of stuff that, you know, there's no doubt about it. But once you do it properly, it won't be overwhelming anymore. It can be something that you just put in the maintenance hours and it'll change your life.
1: Yeah, that's right. You invest the time in laying the foundation and then the actual maintenance side of things is really quick and easy. And lastly, I want to talk a little bit about what we do ourselves. So you've alluded a little bit to how you do your digital stuff. Yes. But obviously there are some things we still need in physical form. So what do you do with those papers? My paperwork systems
0: are really poor and the truth behind that is I have been living overseas, and so what I would do is I would pack all my documents into uh, into a sorry a document wallet, and I had like four different document wallets, different colors, and they contained different things. It was like my stuff, my husband's stuff, important documents, so like visas and passports and things like that, and then like more of like a memorabilia style one, but it was for stuff that I wanted to travel around with. So just like leisure papers and things like that. But since coming home, and this is where my excuse has to stop at the front door, you know. How long have you been home? Uh, Nearly a year. Um, (laughs) I haven't set it up and I haven't like changed and found like a system that really works for us here. So everything is still in those wallets, but it's just kind of growing and they're growing outside of the boundaries and the zones of those wallets. I'm not happy with the system because it's not easy to go through. Like It is so much simpler to go through a filing cabinet. It is so much simpler to go through a binder than it is to pull a bunch of stuff out of a document wallet and like feed through it because you think it's in that one and then find that it's not even in that Mm. folder anyway. So my paper system is actually not great and it's something I definitely um, am looking to get on top of. What about you?
1: Well, let me share what I do and maybe that will give you some inspiration. So I used to do the desk organiser thing, but since going digital, I don't actually even need that. So it's awesome because like you, I use Dropbox and so I just scan things on my phone as soon as they come in. I've got one in tray so that's in my desk I've got this cool dress desk with this little hidden drawer that I just have an in tray in there and any stuff that comes in that I don't have time to deal with right there and then goes in the drawer and look no one's perfect. Life gets in the way and there's times where it's like oh, I've got this huge stack of stuff in there or where there's times where I've actually put stuff on top of my desk and instead of in the in tray or I bring things out of the in tray on a day that I need to work So i I'm like okay these are the things I need to address first before I get into everything else. So that in tray is really good because it keeps it all in one place. It doesn't really explode all that sort of stuff and it's manageable. I with using Dropbox, we'll scan stuff as soon as I can. So like, for example, two nights ago, I went out and had a networking meeting and there were some receipts from that. And I scanned them in this morning because it's been a busy kind of 24 hours. So stuff is getting actioned fairly quickly, Mm -hmm. which really, really helps. Mm -hmm. Everything else is digital. So personal, business-wise, we have been digital, I don't know, for like, seven or eight years mm, business wise makes a huge difference it's doesn't it's so much better um and personally we've been probably digital for about five years so a lot of our bills come in through email um a lot of our bills are actually even automated and we'll do an episode on money management down the track because I think when you are organized with your paperwork it makes it a lot easier to manage your finances and stuff as well um But a lot of our stuff is automated. And so I'll just be getting statements in and I'll save them into the digital folder. But we still have physical stuff. So we have this folder called the grab and go folder, which has got the important documents in it. So this is the one that has our birth certificates, our marriage certificate, our kids' birth certificates, um, our passports, my uni degree, TAFE courses that my partner has done, yeah anything like that there's also a couple of like id point type things we've got a few things that have our names and and our address on them that's that is it for physical paperwork like once you go digital you really don't need a lot it's life-changing So what I want you to do this week for your tidy task is to set up your system. So your short-term system, your long-term system. We've talked about lots of options. I want you to pick what works for you and stick with it and set those systems up. Then once you've got the system set up for your short-term and for your long-term and for your receipts, you need to spend 10 minutes a day going through your current paperwork. So whether you've got you know, the leaning pile of Pisa, or you've got a filing cabinet, or you've got some ring binders, just spend 10 minutes a day sorting out and culling your current paperwork to fit into your new systems. That's it. So Bonnie, can you give an example of what someone might do if they were wanting to set up their long-term system this week? So if you want to set up your long-term system this week and you said, okay, I want to do ring binders, you might go and purchase those ring binders and decide I'm going to have one for personal, I'm going to have one for business, and then I might have one for an investment property that we have. And you would write down your labels for each of those. So personal, you might say, okay, we need to have utilities, we need to have medical, we need to have, um, you know, important documents, which might be like marriage certificates, birth certificates, that kind of thing. Any other, um, you might have one for the house, one for the vehicles, that kind of stuff. So write those labels down and then basically do the same thing for your business and for your investment property, write down the subcategories. And then you've got your your folders set up and you can either hole punch straight into the folder or you can slot into your plastic sleeves.
0: That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We know how busy life
1: can be and we really appreciate you guys lending us your ears. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye.